Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. I'm so excited to have you here, and I'm so excited to have our guest. This is our third attempt to get Nathan on the show, and he is finally here, and I'm so excited because he describes himself as quirky, much like I describe myself as quirky. And if you don't know this young man, you certainly will when we, he starts talking because he's got a great story, a great life, is very passionate, and you should probably go and follow him on social media right now. His Instagram, if you're on Instagram, is at Nate, the Bowtie Chef, and I'll publish all this in the bio as well. Um, if you want to follow on Twitter, he's at the Bowtie Chef, and on Facebook, it's the Bowtie Chef, or you can look him up, Nathan Barnhouse. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, it's great to be here. We're so glad to have you. Um, your story is incredible. You are so passionate. You've done so many things in your young years. How old are you right now? I'm 22 right now. 22 right now. And in your life, you've accomplished a ton of things, more than some 30 and 40 and 50-year-olds. And I just love watching your story. And, of course, I loved watching you on TV. I'm sure you made half of America cry at some point because your story is so incredible and you're just such a unique individual person. Um, Can you just tell everyone a little bit about who you are, just so they know, before I start asking you all these questions? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, My name is Nathan Barnhouse, as Brandy just said. And I was on the television show MasterChef in 2016. Um, But my life started before that, and my life has continued on after that. So um, MasterChef didn't really define me. It just kind of gave me a doorway to get my story out there to the world and gave me a pathway to change people's lives. Beautiful. Um, so let's let's start with your early life. Tell me what it was like where you grew up. I, was it Pennsylvania where you grew up? Yes. Beauty. Excellent. Um, and uh, yeah, and and what was the city like? What was the town like? Was it, are you in a big city, small town? Um, um, I was in a small town called Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. It was about fifteen hundred people during the summertime, and then it went up to six thousand people during the school year because we were right next to Slippery Rock University. Okay. Um, so it was a very small town mindset that was bringing in a lot of perspective ideas as well. Oh, okay. And what about your parents and your family? Do you have any siblings? Or do you live with both of your parents or did you live with both of your parents growing up? Um, I did live with both of my parents growing up. I, um, I'm sorry. Give me just a second. No, you're fine, love. It's all good. Yeah, I was I was reading some of your Instagram and Twitter, and uh, I saw you mention your family a lot. And family is something we talk about a lot on Team Wealth Radio. It's it's an important thing for Absolutely. for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am a firm believer in family and all that stuff. My dad was a pastor of a church in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. Like I said, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um. I had both my parents, my mom and my dad. My dad was um, at the church a lot, and so he wasn't home a lot during the day, but he did make up for that at night. And then I obviously was homeschooled by my mom, and so was around her quite a bit. 
Absolutely. Wow. Homeschool. So did you ever attend public school or, or was it homeschool the whole way through? Not at all. Um, I was homeschooled my entire 12 years of schooling. Nice. Yeah, my parents did that with my brother for a few years as well, but he ended up going back into public school because he missed all of his friends. So what was it like for you um, being homeschooled and getting out into the community? Did you attend a lot of church functions and make friends that way, or where did you meet people and start to socialize as a young person? I did a lot of church functions. I also, um, we, I was involved in two sports teams through our homeschool co-op. Um, didn't really do a lot of sports per se, cause I was told that when I run, I look like a frog having a seizure. Um, and that is a very accurate description. Um, so I have somewhere in our family storage, I have about eight, nine trophies and they're all bronze pencils that said I kept stats for eight years of high school football and basketball. Very nice. Very nice. So you don't display those proudly thing. anywhere? What was that? You don't display your pencils proudly everywhere, no? You know, I eventually want to get married sometime in life, and I think that just tears off future spouses if you just collect all your bronze pencils on a bookshelf. You know what? Because I'm a little bit of a fan of yours, I have to ask you one question. Do you still have a crush on Anne Hathaway? <laughs> I do. And actually, with Ocean's 8 coming out, there was a large stand-up cardboard thing of hers in the hallway. And I took a picture kissing it at the movie theater. Mm -hmm. um, so I proudly have that as my screensaver, and I'm not going to deny that at all. So should we just put it out there that if anyone's a lot like Anne Hathaway, they should just follow you on Instagram and call you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot like Anne Hathaway has the name Anne Hathaway. Yeah, you know what, right now, in my point in life, I'm not picky. <laughs> that's adorable. I think that's great. Yeah, As Brad, Brad Pitt's been mine. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you are Anne Hathaway and you're listening to this, I'd be down for that as well. Yeah, Feel that, free that to call would, me. That would work. That would be a nice that would be a nice catapult into the world. <laughs> Marrying yeah. Anne Hathaway. Look like <laughs> Anne Hathaway or Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Can't argue with either of those. <laughs> no, definitely not. What was your favorite uh, subject in school then with your mom? Um creative writing, literature, <laughs> and then um theater. A lot of like reading plays, going to plays. Um, uh, one thing my mom did to make sure we were cultured, she took us to a lot of concerts, whether mm -hmm. they were orchestras or we went to some river dance events and watched that happen. Um, and she took us to a lot of college and high school musicals, mm. um, which kind of instituted my love for theater because I was seeing it at such a young age. Absolutely. Yeah, I just I saw on your post that you got your first major role and just started participating in that and you're loving it. So that's what fostered that whole idea of getting into theater. Yes, yes. Amazing. And you said, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just, no, keep going. You're good. Okay. Mom was that big thing of fostering my push into theater. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think they realized at the time, because growing up, I was just a very energetic out there kid I don't think they realized that that was then going to turn into me absolutely loving the theater because I love to communicate my stories to people and what mm -hmm. better way to do that than on a stage 
Absolutely. Where do you see yourself going with theater and acting? Do you want to be in big movies one day on Broadway? You know, I've been asked that a lot. They're like, would you do radio stuff? Would you um, do small theater? Would you do Broadway movies, TV shows? And right now what I'm seeing is anywhere that I can make a difference Mm. and touch people's lives. If that's a movie and... God gives me that opportunity to be in a movie, then I'm going to jump right on that. Um, I actually just, you and your listeners are the first people to hear about this. I actually haven't even told my parents, but that's okay. Um, I just had an audition today and got hired at a kids company in Detroit where it's called Timeless Tales Theater Company and I will be working with them this summer as an internship traveling from different to different schools and daycares um, performing fairy tales. Oh that's an incredible opportunity so you're moving to Detroit. Well I live in Detroit right now. Oh you live in Detroit now okay excellent how long have you been living there? Um we should talk about more about that after the break because I know okay. there's a break coming up in a little bit, and that's a little bit of a long story. Um, okay. I'll just explain why I like this job really quick. I like the job I'm working at because um, my major in the fall is going to be in theater education. And okay. so, because I really see myself using theater, but also I want to be able to support a family someday and stuff. Yeah. And performing Shakespeare on a stage doesn't always pay the most um, starting off. So, being a teacher is a way that I can help people and also communicate my love for theater and stuff. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think I've, I've taught for many years and I think it's one of the greatest things on earth that you can do is to share the passions Wait. that you love. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, having your dad as a pastor as well, he's a teacher too, right? Oh, so yeah. That's Absolutely. And like a lot of times when people think of my dad as a pastor, they think of like the whole... Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, type thing. And yeah, Dad didn't do any chanting. And his sermons, 90% of his sermons, like, I would go in and sit in church on Sunday. And I would say, oh, dear Lord, please don't let him use me as a sermon illustration. Um, And when my parents started traveling around the U.S. collecting support to move to Africa, um my dad used me in a lot of his sermon illustrations, which led to me being very embarrassed to talk to females afterwards. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Really going to love parents, eh? My goodness. That's God will <laughs> love them. I have to tell you, my mother used to embarrass me very much. She would drive me to school in her pajamas and then sit out in front as I got out of the car where all the students were waiting, 1,200 students at my school waiting out in front, and yell, Yoo-hoo, I love you, as she honked. 47 times driving out of the school. One time she even put her socks, like clean socks, dangling off her ears and barked out the window like a dog just because she wow. wanted to. Yeah. So the, the bullying usually came from my mother. It was all in good fun and it made me oh, stronger, yeah. but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Any, anyways, anyone listening out there, we're just going to go to commercial break and we'll be right back in a minute with Nathan Barnhouse. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. 
What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, beautiful. So we talked a little bit about your parents and where you grew up and what you're passionate about. I did have a couple more questions about your parents. I know you wrote um, a letter uh, being published that was that was published uh dear nine-year-old me and in that you talked a little bit or a lot about bullying and i know you wrote um on on your twitter that you're a unique individual who is proud to talk about bullying and the things that you've gone through and then on the show i remember you saying that no matter what people say you're not going to quit being you and i just i love your whole talk about bullying because it's such a big thing right now in in the world and it's becoming more and more prominent even with the hashtag me too movement more focused on harassment but that's still a type of bullying so uh, i can't wait to talk to you about that because you're super passionate about that subject absolutely um so a lot of people and i don't think this was touched on MasterChef as much as I would have liked it to be. Anyway, so a lot of people resorted to Twitter to call me out on the fact that I said I was bullied, but I was homeschooled. And what they don't understand is that as much as my dad tried, and probably to both of our chagrin, maybe too much tried, um, I was bullied a lot in the church system. Mm. Um, Through the youth group and the sports ministries we had and stuff, um... When I was 10, I was thrown in our church dumpster. And that's not something that a kid going to church really should have to experience. Um, Mm -hmm. There was quite a few times where, because I'm weird, and there's actually a really funny story about that, but I'll keep that one for a second. Um, Like entering the youth group and stuff, I really didn't care what other people thought. But because of that, other people didn't really care what they said. Mm. And so 
sometimes it would get to me a lot more than others, but I don't even think my personality realized how much I was being bullied until I complained about how much I was being bullied. Mm. Um, because I was like, why don't people like me? And I realized that no one else is like me. And that's not my fault. That's mm. just the way I was made. Um, <laughs> so really funny story that kind of segues all, off all the depressing stuff. Um, so when it was my first day in the youth group, and I'm a food lover. You know this. I was on MasterChef. I love food. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to be my first Wednesday night moving into the teen group from the kids programs because – Um, In the Baptist church system, you typically have Sunday morning church, Sunday evening church, and then Wednesday nights, like a prayer meeting for the adults, and the kids will play games and stuff. And then the youth group will also play games, but then they'll have like a time of service and stuff. Well, my mom ran a fruit stand at the time, and um, I worked at it with her. It was during the summertime. Um, It was like July and we had these plums, these big plums. And anytime they were bruised, mom would let me eat them instead of selling them because you can't sell a bruised plum. No one wants to eat that. Um, and I don't think either of us kept track of how many I ate. And a plum is a non dried prune. So mm-hmm. I'll let you figure that one out. Um, later that day, when we actually sat back and like counted the pits and all that stuff, I had eaten about 13 plums. Mm. And then that night in youth group was sitting on a metal chair mm. and passed gas once. Mm-hmm. And then another time. And then another time to the point of where the youth pastor actually thought I was doing it on purpose. And that mm-hmm. was my first day in the youth group. So to enter the next step of toward adulthood, passing gas probably 30 times really didn't help me out mm-hmm. at all. Like, at all. Yeah. So, but I guess a big thing I want to say to any teens listening is that people are going to bully you because you're not normal. And that doesn't mean that that's the time for you to start being normal. That just means it's the time for you to figure out how to withstand the bullying, find a great group of people that will accept you regardless of how many times you pass gas on a metal chair and just continue on with your life. Um, And that was a big thing with me. So then when my family moved to Africa, that was a big part of my life where I started realizing that people, some people weren't the same as other people. And over there, um, the African-Americans are so poor over there, Brandy, that, like, when you go and you talk to them, I was still the weird me. Mm-hmm. I think my first day in Africa, I wore blue pants. Um, and they didn't judge. Mm-hmm. They talked to me like normal people. My first meal that I ate with the natives over there was, like, this dried fish and this paste that looked like wallpaper paste. But the faces I made, and I think I lit an article of clothing on fire and at the end of it they were like when are you coming for dinner again Mm. and growing up I had a lot of friends that would invite me over to their house after Sunday church and be like hey come hang out and there may have been 
one or two friends who invited me back a second time Mm. just because I wasn't normal Mm. in their eyes. And then to go to Africa where they didn't care about that. And Mm -hmm. I'd go to these Zambians' houses at like 9 o'clock at night and all they'd want me to do is just like bring an American book and read in English to them. And they Mm. can't even understand English. Mm -hmm. And I think that helped me so much because I was in a really dark place when we moved to Africa that I was just kind of like, fine, whatever my parents want to do, I'll go. Um, And Zambia really helped me get through my last years of high school and go back to the States knowing, okay, this is what I want to do. And I was still like, I just knew I wanted to make a difference, and I didn't really know how, and I went to a really small Bible college that, it wasn't a bad Bible college, it just was not for me, because it was, it had 13 students, and Mm -hmm. I can get on 13 people's nerves really fast, (laughs) Um, so that place was not for me, and I still love that school, I'm still in contact with them at all, so if you are a person who likes a school of 13 people get in touch with me i'll put you point you in their direction but um so from there to i get got out of that school and i was really just like you know what can i do what can i do what can i do and um i am a super emotion driven person and when i was um right out of that bible college i had just dropped out actually And I started working at a movie theater, and they showed the movie American Sniper. And I went by myself and saw that movie, a beautiful movie. I cried all the way through it, and I kid you not, Brandy, the next morning I went and joined the Army. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Because that's me. I was like, I didn't talk to my dad. I didn't talk to anyone. I just went and joined the Army. Mm. Um, And that probably wasn't the wisest thing to do, but... I did it anyway. And then I ended up getting medically discharged from the Army for, as odd as this is going to sound, I got medically discharged because I talk in my sleep. Really? Okay. Wow. First one that has ever happened to, like, of anyone I've talked to. Um, So that happened. And then... Wait, 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 wait. I talk in my sleep, too. Do you say recipes? Do you scream in horror at a, at a dark nightmare? What, what is your talking in the sleep like? Scream in horror. Okay. Like, scream in horror. I've been known to kick a little bit, sing. I've sang in my sleep before, which I can't sing in real life that well. So singing in my sleep isn't any better. It's okay. My um, own family doesn't let me sing them happy birthday. That's how bad my voice is. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> that's the way my mom is. We'll okay. be taking road trips and I will be driving down the road with my mom and we both love Broadway show tunes. Mm-hmm. I'll start singing. I'll be like, I think I'll try. And she'll turn it off. Mm. She'll be like, let's not sing. <laughs> <laughs> that's yep. just the way she is. And I love her for it and she loves me for it. And it's just me. Um, so that happened. And where was I? I totally lost track. No, you we were telling me about the army and how you got discharged. Okay. We got out of the army. <laughs> I got out of the army and then I auditioned for MasterChef. Went on MasterChef. 
everyone saw all that. If anyone has any questions about that after break, I will gladly answer those. Um, after MasterChef, I really decided I wanted to figure out where I was going next and thought I would try a school for theater. So I went to try that school. And um, at that school, I met a young lady. Um, once again, probably from my downfall and nothing, absolutely nothing against this young lady who I admire a lot, actually, and care about. We were very young, mm-hmm. very young. Um, and I was still very insecure. And um, after probably about eight months of dating, I proposed to her. We got engaged, and then I moved up to Detroit to be near her family. And then in November, she decided that it wasn't God's will for us to be together, which I totally respect that. And I respect God's will, and honestly... In the months following that, while it broke me, mm-hmm. it did, and I want to say this for everyone out there, sometimes when God shuts a door, you're going to be in a room, and people say God shuts a door, he opens a window. Mm. Doesn't say when he's going to open that window, though. You could be sitting in a room, and it's going to get hot, and it's going to get stuffy, and you're going to be sweating a lot, but that window is going to open, and that window has opened for me. And I will talk about where I'm headed next in life after the break. Awesome. I love that. He opens a window. I've never thought about how long you're in there before the window gets opened. And I guess nobody really knows. So I really like that you made that point. Uh, So we're just going to go to a commercial break. And if you do want to follow Nathan, um, you can please go to his Twitter. It's the Bowtie Chef. It's also the Bowtie Chef on Facebook. And then if you're an Instagrammer like me, it's at Nate the Bowtie Chef. And I'll have all this in his bio. And we'll be back in just a moment uh, with the rest of Nathan. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends. 
You sent them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, Wow. We've covered a lot of things in our first half an hour, but we have a lot more to go. I do just want to jump back a minute to when you were talking about uh, going to Africa and what that was like. I've also traveled a lot and I've always had crooked teeth and frizzy curly hair and freckles all over the place and all these things that were deemed not attractive uh, in North America. And then I went to China and the teeth that I have, the crooked teeth that stick out in the sides, they call them tiger teeth there. And it's like apparently what everybody should have. And it's the most beautiful type of teeth. And it was just so weird because the girls would literally pull out my frizzy hair and tape it into their book because they'd never seen curly red hair before. And for me, it was like I'd come from being what I thought was ugly because the norm here when I was in high school or the pretty when I was in high school was skinny petite straight blonde hair big blue eyes and I had none of those things and then I went to this place where everyone was like oh you're stunning and it really changed your perspective just leaving where you come from eh? so do you recommend um, traveling to other young people absolutely if you get a chance before you graduate high school if not the summer before you go to college go on a missions trip Find a church. If you can't find a church, see if your parents can, like, get in touch with an orphanage somewhere and see if you can visit them. Um, Honestly, if you get in touch with me, I know several missions organizations that are strictly designed to help teens take trips. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some amazing ones, and some of them that I have been on and some of them that came through the orphanage that my parents worked at and stuff. I recommend that because... When I was 13, I went on my first mission trip to Honduras, and we worked in the orphanages there. And you see the poverty, and you're able to help in small ways. Like, I remember we walked up this mountain. It was a two-and-a-half-hour walk to church. We walked up there to do this church service for these people, and... We sat outside under, like, this little shelter, most terrifying thing in my life, and they were inside under this metal roof, and it was raining so loud that um, when I went inside to take a picture, I was maybe five feet away from Dad, and Mm -hmm. I still couldn't hear what he was saying because of how loud the rain was, and they sat in there and sang for four hours. Wow. Four hours they sang in there. Just singing because there they don't have any hope. Religion Mm -hmm. is their hope Mm -hmm. and they don't have time to, they don't have social media. Mm -hmm. So their day consists of making up, waking up, gardening, picking the food from the garden, making their meal with it, 
mm-hmm. and continuing with their day, washing clothes. Like their day is constant work until night. And they decided to take the last six hours of their night and walk up a hill. And some of them, like as we were headed up the mountain, probably like 45 minutes up, other families started joining us. Mm-hmm. And the church was at the top of the mountain. And when I tell you how terrifying it was, lightning hit the house across the street from us. Oh, wow. Like hit the roof. Mm-hmm. We saw sparks fly and everything. That was absolutely terrifying. But they didn't care. Yeah. Um, some other missions groups that I have worked with, with in, in Africa when they came through with my parents is a group called, um, oh, now I forgot the name of it. Okay. Oh, uh, MMO, Medical Missions Outreach is what it's called. They're on the internet somewhere, I'm sure. Just look up Medical Missions Outreach. Um, and they uh, take college students who are in their first and second years of college and later years as well and any nurses and doctors and any high school seniors who are looking to go into the medical field and they take them on missions trips and they set up clinics and do a seven-day clinic where they're seeing as many people as they can they're bringing over the medicine to help them they're sending them to the hospitals if they need to to figure Mm -hmm. stuff out um and I actually worked with them when they came to the place in Zambia. Um, I worked with them for six months. And, I mean, I've always had a heart for people. So, like, medicine kind of tags along with that. But I hate inflicting pain on people. Mm. So I could never, like, be a doctor. Because, mm-hmm. like, one of them, they were like, hold this little baby. We'll always stick a needle in his leg. And I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Funny story, though, my sister is the exact same opposite. She loves animals, and we always thought she would be a veterinarian. Mm. And now she's actually going to school for EMT work. Mm. And they were like, Emily, we always thought you'd be a veterinarian. And she goes, I love animals too much to stick a needle in them, but I don't like people, so I'm okay with stabbing them with a needle. I was like, why? Why are you the way you are? So barn houses are just weird in general. Mm. Um but we're a wonderful weird. That's good. If, if your life is blessed enough to meet a barn house, consider yourself lucky. And seek therapy. Lots of therapy. Oh, so now I have to ask. I know you and your father hunt or used to go hunting together. What did your sister feel about that, being a lover of animals? Um, I don't think she's actually hunted herself, but she's okay with eating meat if it is killed and all that stuff um which um at christmas time we were all together for the first time in five years my brother and his wife and their their daughter and then my sister and my brother's brother-in-law and all of our family were together at christmas time Mm -hmm. and christmas day dad shot a deer and we cleaned it up and ate parts of it for dinner that night and all that stuff. So that was cool. My dad is a carbon copy of me, though, just mm-hmm. almost 50. So, but like if we stand next to each other, you can very clearly see we're related to each other. He's got a lot more freckles than I do and a lot less hair than I do. But like mannerisms, the way we talk, the way we stand, sit, whole nine yards. I'm my dad all the way through. And so, dad. 
we finished unwrapping presents. Dad was like, I'm going to take the gun out and just go for a walk. Okay. He left the house. And within 10 minutes, we hear, boom. Everyone in the house said, he shot himself. Oh, gosh. We just knew it. <laughs> we knew it. But sure enough, he got a deer. And amazingly, he had just walked up this little ravine. And it was right there. And it was an awesome day. And then we helped clean the deer and all that stuff. But, yeah. My Amazing. dad is in copy of me. So, yeah. Is he as impeccably dressed as you, though? Because you are known as the bowtie chef. Or what is yeah, it? No. The tuxedo um, chef on MasterChef? Was that it? The bowtie chef on MasterChef is what okay. it was. And yeah. when, yeah, and I was a tuxedo salesman before okay. MasterChef. Um, and so, yeah, no. When I was supposed to be getting married, um, we were m- making all the wedding plans and stuff. And, um, dad was supposed to be officiating us and i said i'm gonna have you wear a bow tie and he said i'm not doing your wedding (laughs) flat out said it (laughs) was like if i have to wear a bow tie nope so yeah we cut that out out of the wedding program which the wedding ended up not happening anyway so that's Mm -hmm. okay um but yeah no so he is very much a sometimes like when he's not at church but like is still going somewhere for nice he'll wear like a cool button down but definitely no bow ties or anything mm-hmm. he's more of the type he like has random hawaiian shirts that mom tries to hide in the back of the closet type thing he's that kind of dad like the w- wallpaper behind you he has a shirt that looks like that oh my yeah i have a pretty uh, bright wallpaper behind me or a very colorful unique <laughs> so i get it my Pattern. my stepdad yeah. actually wore a yellow shirt that had orange reflective tape on it because he used to be uh, in the Coast Guard. And he used to wear that out to go grocery shopping. So my mother and I actually burnt it one day when he was out of the house. <laughs> so I completely understand. I think we have similar fathers in that respect. I do want to go back to um, one thing when you were mentioning w- the role that God plays in your life. Because your father's a pastor, but you went through some kind, some torment at, at church as well uh, while you were going through adolescent years. How did your how did your relationship with God change throughout that time? And where is it now? Um, so, um, let me figure out how I'm formulating this question. Give me a second. Absolutely. I know I threw that one out at you. (laughs) It's okay. Not a problem. Um, my religion is something that is very close to me. And so I am okay talking about it. Um, it was hard very hard some stuff happened that i am not necessarily comfortable talking about on public radio um but through the bullying and several times where i was just like flat out rejected and things in the youth group and the community and things like that and some stuff happened and in like my personal life not with my family or anything but with me as a person mm-hmm. um around the age of like 13 14 I was in a really dark place to where like my parents honestly didn't know what to do with me for a little bit mm-hmm. I was like a little rebel which I know is kind of hard to believe because I'm a little angel now mm-hmm. um but I was in a really dark place and I actually did not get saved until I was 15 on a missions trip to Honduras. Mm. And it was kind of one of those things where stuff happened in my life. And I will say this, I tried to take my own life once. Mm. Um, 
And because of that, I was just kind of like, I will go through the motions. Mm -hmm. I will go to church because that is what my parents want. And I am not a survivalist enough to run away. So that's not an option. Um, I will go through the motions, but God does not exist. Mm -hmm. And I started going through that. And then we went to Honduras and I went with my youth pastor who um, I used to think was my worst enemy at times. And now I kind of count him as one of my best friends. Um, He changed my life in so many ways. And actually when we were in Honduras, he talked about how right before church, he talked about how he, we were like looking out at uh, the um, scenery below us. We were at another church on top of a mountain and he was like, you know, and he knew nothing about me. He was like, think of all those people who say that God doesn't exist. He said, if you just take him up here and let him look at all of this, he said, you know, how can he not exist? Mm. And um, I will continue that story right after break. Sounds good. I love it. I love it. And for anyone who's still not following Nathan Barnhouse, I'm going to give you his social media again. On Facebook, it's the Bowtie Chef. On Twitter, it's also the Bowtie Chef. And then on Instagram, it's Nate, the Bowtie Chef. And this will all be in his bio. Just before we go to break, I had one person message me and ask, what is your absolute favorite thing to make in the kitchen? <laughs> oh, oh, um, my mom's gumbo. Fantastic. Perfect. Thank Absolutely. you. I'm going to ask you for that recipe maybe after. <laughs> we'll be right back after the break, everyone. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. 
The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. So for anyone that's out there and uh, wants to read a really great article, Nathan was actually published. Uh, he wrote a letter called Dear Nine-Year-Old Me, and I really, I wish if the show was longer, we would read it to you because it's just fantastic, but you can Google it. Just look up Nathan Barnhouse and you will see that letter, Dear Nine-Year-Old Me, it's called, and there are so many great points in there. There's a couple of quotes that I pulled out of there, no matter what show love to everyone was one of my favorite lines, delete the word fine. Good friends are hard to find, things like that. Talk to your parents sooner. I just, there were so many great points in there. Can you tell us a little bit about that letter and what it meant to you? Absolutely. Um, that letter was right after MasterChef. I was kind of reflecting on my whole life, and I kind of wanted, you know, MasterChef gave me a springboard to talk about my life a lot, but they didn't publish everything I talked about and rightly so there was so many of us on there for only a 45 minute episode um and so I was thinking of a way that I could tell people about my life and I just sat down one day and there is a Christian song on the radio called um dear future me Mm -hmm. and it's talking about telling yourself in the future what you're going through with now and I was like you know what, I want to talk to the me of the past and, you know, tell him to not give up, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And as I started writing that, I started thinking about things in my life that impacted me. And that letter was hard to write, really hard to write. took me about 12 hours. But I wouldn't change anything about that letter. I wouldn't change anything about my life. Um, I'm sorry. No, you're allowed. It's all good. I, I oh. actually wrote a letter when I was about 20 to my future children, and it sounds very similar to your letter, and I know how emotional it makes me. So it's good that you, that you feel a lot and, and share that with us, and we appreciate it. So, um, so yeah, that letter means a lot to me and I mean everything in that letter and if you're listening to this talk to your parents even if you're not having issues as big as I was having or something your parents are there to care Mm -hmm. and so tell them about your day tell them what you're going through just talk to them ask them about their day you know that is something I have learned recently I call my dad every day and Bless his heart, he listens to everything I say. He listens to my frustration about not being cast in a show, my excitement about being cast in a show, my excitement about going to a Broadway show. And my dad would rather, like, have needles in his eyes than go to a Broadway show. And he listens to that stuff because of me. Mm -hmm. And one day, I was sitting there, and I realized that I had talked to him for about 20 days consecutively, and I never once asked him, how is he doing? And, you know, guys and girls out there, your parents have feelings, too. And your parents 
struggle too. And with the recent um, things with suicides that have happened with Kate Spade and Anthony Borden, these are people who on the outside had a smile, had a lot going in their life. And I'm not saying I know everything, but maybe they just needed someone to ask them how they were doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And don't forget about your parents. Don't forget about your friends, your teachers. You know, teachers go through a lot Mm -hmm. with the recent shootings and stuff. Everyone's talking about the kids and all that stuff. And not many people are talking about how the teachers are feeling about this Mm -hmm. and how teachers had to hide behind doors wondering if they were going to a see their families again and b how many parents were they going to have to tell that their kids aren't coming home and that's a lot for a teacher mm-hmm. you know as me going into the education industry that's something that i think about a lot is those teachers so ask people if they're okay and if they say i'm fine nine times out of ten it goes a little bit deeper than that yeah, you actually wrote uh, delete the word fine from your vocabulary, and I think that's so important. Every time somebody says fine, it worries me, because yeah. fine is just like that barrier word. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fine. It's fine, especially like if there if there are tears in their eyes and they say they are fine, they are not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may just mean come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have to ask another question too. Growing up, a lot of people asked if you were gay. And you and you mentioned you had certain mannerisms and things like that, and you, I just I what what do you want to say to people about that? Okay, so I talk with my hands a lot, and this is hard because it's a radio show, and you can't see how much I talk with my hands. But Brandy is sitting right across from me, <laughs> and can see my hands flying like a whirling tornado. I talk with my hands. I point with my pinkies, which is the weirdest thing in the world. Um, I wear bright colors. I love theater. Theater is awesome to me because it conveys so much stories and a lot of times growing up and still people will ask me oh are you gay do you have a boyfriend and my biggest thing to that is don't ever assume anything about someone Mm -hmm. and it is okay guys to like theater and that does not mean you are gay a straight man can like anything he wants to like he can wear the bright clothes he can do the dances just like if a gay kid wanted to go hunting or wear camouflage mm-hmm. or drive a pickup truck does not mean he's straight. Mm-hmm. And just as much as a gay person would get offended if you said, oh, no, you're just straight and you don't know it. No one should ever push homosexuality on someone who is very firm in the fact that they are straight, but Just like the arts, and I thank God for a mom that pushed a lot of that on me. Uh, Like, the arts, and not pushed in a bad way, just made sure I was immersed in anything. But my dad took me hunting and stuff, Mm -hmm. so I was just given the chance to like whatever I like. Absolutely. Yeah, my dad's the most masculine man I know, and yet he loves flowers. So I I find it very interesting that we have all these weird preconceptions about people and what is gay and what is straight. And who cares? We're human. (laughs) That's all that matters. Yeah, my dad's the same way. My dad loves gardening. I feel like our dads are very similar. Mm, I feel like uh, our my parents dad, are very similar. <laughs> my dad loves gardening and flowers mm-hmm. and planting in Africa. He has three huge gardens. Each one's mm-hmm. like 500 feet long and about 20 feet wide. 
and he grows all these vegetables and then he just um, whatever we don't eat, he'll give out to other missionaries or other Zambians. And it's just his way of like, it's his hobby. It's his way to wind down, but it also helps the community and stuff. Okay. I have to ask the big question. I know you get nervous when I ask big questions, but this is the biggest one. What was it like working with Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> That's actually not that big of a question. I it was know, intimidating. Um, <laughs> only because you don't want to mess up because you've seen everything about him. But as you get to know him, he is really one of the nicest men you will ever meet. He cares so much about people. And the only reason he's hard is because he's remember, he's not hard during the apron battle. He doesn't swear at you during the apron battle. He never calls anyone a name. He just hands out the aprons. Okay. The swearing comes in the episode after that, because he watched you do your best and now you're not doing your best and he's not going to take crap. Yeah. And that's why he would push you because he knows you're capable of more than that. Absolutely. All right. We have one minute left before the end of the show. If you haven't followed Nathan yet, it's all the information's in the bio. Nathan, if you could tell the world one thing, if the whole world had to stop and listen to you for 30 seconds, what would you say to them? Oh, um, Maybe that's the big question. <laughs> that is the big question. Love. Mm -hmm. Experience. Mm -hmm. Go find people who are absolutely nothing like you mm -hmm. and hang around them. Don't say no until you've tried it. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're you're sensational. I I know me and half of everybody else in the world that watched MasterChef just loved when you were on and making it to the top seven at the age of 20. That's pretty incredible. And when do I get your you and your mother's gumbo recipe? <laughs> That's um, all I want to know. <laughs> do we have a quick second to plug in the website? Absolutely. So, um, okay, so Brandy and I are actually working on my website tonight. And it will be launched tomorrow. On that will be my mom's website, my mom's gumbo recipe um, with my own little twist at the very bottom of it. There will be recipes from other people. There will be advice for teenagers from pastors, from psychologists, all that stuff. There's going to be travel advice. There's going to be my opinion on certain theater things. So keep your eyes peeled on my page and Brandy's page and all that stuff because my website is coming and I don't want you guys to miss it at all. And thanks for having me, Brandy. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I look forward to working the website right after the show with you. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you same time, same place next week on Monday. It's been an absolute pleasure having Nathan on. I hope you've uh, learned or been inspired uh, by his story and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.